This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Slowly, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Tuesday, July the 26th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the comprehensive details in the world of professional wrestling. Headlines is a free podcast, once again, that's available anywhere podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's get right into the headline. Starting off with e-wrestling news, Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour. Last night's WWE Monday Night Raw reportedly mostly written before Vince McMahon left. Now, as noted, Vince McMahon announced his retirement from WWE on Friday. McMahon's son-in-law, Triple H, was named the new head of creative yesterday. Now, many have wondered whether Triple H's fingerprints would be all over last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. However, it appears most of Raw was actually written before the switchover had officially begun. Now, according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Radio, WWE Raw from Madison Square Garden last night was largely written at Thursday's July 21st meeting. Now, Meltzer also stated that that very little change between Monday and by the time Raw hit the air. Meltzer also stated that it's probably not the show to judge anything by because the show is largely written before Vince was gone. Now, it was written on last Thursday. 
While the show did apparently some minor tweaks and changes, Meltzer noted, nobody ripped up anything and there was, once again, only fi minor few changes that were made. But essentially the show was how it had been approved originally, so that didn't change a whole lot. Now, they're not making any big changes as of right now, but yet obviously things will change as the closer they get to SummerSlams in mind. WWE is presenting SummerSlam from Nashville this upcoming weekend. Fans will have to wait to see if Triple H's fingerprints will be officially seen on that show. With more information on these trending styles of creative, continue following Joshua Jones and E Wrestling News as there will be more. Also coming in at this hour, Ryan Clark is writing in about WWE stars Champa, Cody Rhodes, Zelina Vega, Jeff Jarrett, and so many more. WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett and Dolph Ziggler will be appearing on tomorrow's episode of WWE's The Bump. You can find all that information if you go on over to at WWE The Bump on Twitter. Now, also with that being said, many people are speculating what's going to be happening with some of the major stars. Now, a lot of people are also wondering if Triple H will reach out to former stars to see if they would have any interest in coming back to the company. That's something that has definitely been speculated. Ringside Collectibles has now posted some new interviews with superstars Tommaso Ciampa, Cody Rhodes, Zelina Vega as well, and you can definitely check those out as well. You can also check out the highlights from last night's season finale of Ms. and Mrs., where there was two episodes back-to-back -back after Monday Night Raw. For more information on all of this, Ryan Clark has this trending right now over on eWrestling News. Ryan Clark's also writing in at this hour, AEW news and notes on Claudio Castanoli, an Adam Cole update, and so much more. Now, All Elite Wrestling sent out a tweet today promoting its upcoming events in the Now Arena in Chicago, Illinois. We'll see AEW Dynamite taking place on Wednesday, August 31st at a live edition of AEW Rampage on Friday, September 2nd at the All Out 2022 pay-per-view event, which will culminate on Sunday, September the 4th. Now, there's also a video package that has been played out on social media for AEW Games on their YouTube channel. This episode actually features Evil Uno, Claudio Castanoli, and Adam Cole playing PGA 2K21. You can also check out the latest at Dan Housen's vlog also. It also stars Hook as well, and that is on YouTube. For more information on all this, continue following Ryan Clark as he will be giving you more information on everything in the world of AEW. Nick Wayne and his mother are detained in Iceland following a bomb threat on a plane ride. Joshua Jones is writing into this hour, according to the Wrestling Observer Radio, Nick Wayne and his mother were detained in Iceland after a suspected bomb threat on their airplane ride back to their home in Seattle, Washington. The wrestler was flying home from his debut in Progress Wrestling this past Sunday when he found out that somebody had written something on a bathroom mirror aboard the plane. Brian Alvarez provided more details regarding the situation. Local police have conducted a search on all of the carry-ons and personal belongings. Now, Alvarez did state that the authorities questioned Wayne's mother because it was thought that her makeup kit was connected to the ominous threat that was written in the bathroom mirror. Alvarez went on to say, apparently his mother was interrogated for quite a while because she had eyeliner on her, so they're wondering if eyeliner was used to put the threat. So she was also in panic, and they are still in Iceland as we speak. 
Now, Alvarez went on to say that passengers have no idea when they're going to return home. He said essentially everyone that on the flight is being treated as if they are guilty, and it is a pretty harrowing situation. For more information on all of this, continue following Joshua Jones and E-Wrestling News as they will give you all of the latest. WWE Raw ratings are in for Monday's episode. This week's episode of WWE Monday Night Draw, Raw drew 1.9 million viewers on the USA Network. Now, this is up from the 1.7 million that it did last week. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported the numbers. In the key demo of 18 to 49, the show was 0.50 rating, which was up from a 0.46 last week. The first hour did 2 million viewers with a 0.52 rating in the demo, while hour 2 did a 1.9 with a 0.52 demo. The third hour dropped to 1.7 million with a with a 0.45 demo rating. Now, Monday Night Raw did rank number one on cable last night, and you can see the comparisons from where Raw was this time last year if you go and you follow the article trending right now over on eWrestling News by Andrew Ravens. Liv Morgan is making news today. Liv Morgan believes WWE creative is in great hands with Triple H. During a recent interview in the Mirrors, Narda Flanders, WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan commented on Vince McMahon's retirement from WWE and Triple H being taken over head of creative now. Now, on her reaction to Vince's exit, we were all shocked, Morgan said. It felt sudden, but so much of Vince. This is just how it always is with him. So we felt like maybe if he thought it was time, then maybe it was time. We're also excited to be working with Stephanie and Nick Khan. Stephanie was born into the business, so there's literally nobody better in the job than her. We're also excited and we're getting ready to work. We can't wait to take it to the next level. Now on Triple H taking over how to create Morgan had this to say, we're excited. We are in great hands. For more information on this article, Ryan Clark has it trending right now over on eWrestling News. Byron Saxton is making headlines today. WWE Byron Saxton is talking about the changes that are happening at the top of WWE. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. Photographer Adam Glynn caught up with WWE Raw commentator Byron Saxton prior to Monday Night Raw TV in New York City at Madison Square Garden. When Saxton was asked about Vince McMahon retiring as the CEO and head of creative, this is what Saxton had to say. Our business always evolved every single day. Obviously, there's a big change that's going to be happening at the top, but as you know, this business has to evolve. That's what keeps our product so entertaining and so interesting for our audience members. Now, as far as the content rating for Raw and SmackDown, it is now officially gone from the PG area and will be moving towards a TV 14. Now, whether we'll see a more edgier content sooner than later, we just don't know. Saxon went on to say this, you got to evolve. It's the name of the game. You can't go back to the Attitude Era, but you can evolve into wherever we're going to be going in 2022. For more information on all of this, continue following eWrestling News, and Ryan Clark will have more information on the constant changes within WWE. Ricky Starks is making headlines today. AEW star Ricky Starks discusses being able to wrestle in his hometown, which was on Dynamite. During a recent appearance on FITAID podcast, AEW star Ricky Starks commented on getting to wrestle in his hometown of New Orleans, Louisiana, back on April the 13th of Dynamite, his family being in attendance for the show and so many more. Now, on Ricky Starks being able to wrestle in his hometown, Starks would say, and I quote, it was insane. My family was there. It was in my hometown. I was getting the adoration of people. You can almost see me cry when I do my entrance. I was so moved. It's important to be vulnerable in those moments because people can relate to you and understand you a little bit more. I don't let everyone see me. If you get to see beyond what you see in front of the screen, well, it's a beautiful museum inside and you're considered to be pretty blessed. That was great. I was literally eight minutes from my house from where I grew up watching wrestling. So it was so cool to have that moment and all that stuff happened for me. 
My only regret that night is I didn't get to send home with send everyone home with a promo where I talked. It's not that I regret it. I didn't think that it would hold everybody up either. I stayed after and I made sure I gave everyone pictures and autographs. That will live with me as a memory in my memory bank for as long as I live. If you'd like to hear more about the interview that was conducted with Ricky Starks and how it felt to come back to his hometown and wrestle in front of his family, follow the article that is trending right now over on eWrestling News. Tony Khan is making news today. Tony Khan discusses AEW roster getting closer to being back to full strength. Andrew Ravens is writing in this hour. While speaking to the Daily Star, AEW president and CEO Tony Khan discussed All Elite Wrestling getting closer to returning to full strength after several wrestlers have been down due to injuries. Brian Danielson is one of the top stars returning to action when he steps back into the ring to face Daniel Garcia on tomorrow's night's Dynamite. In a quote, Khan would say this, with Brian Danielson back on Wednesday nights, we're getting closer to AEW at full strength, Khan said. Seeing AEW with all of our top stars back finally being on the same page is going to be really exciting, and I think that's where we're heading right now. The shows are getting stronger, the roster is getting stronger, and each week we are getting healthier. He also would go on to say, We had about several stars that were banged up in the last year, and some other stars really carried us through 2022. CM Punk versus MJF, Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy, Hangman versus Brian Danielson. Those were all the faces that we figured hugely would be a big part of the evolution with everything. And then you had Jericho and Moxley, who've been a huge part in carrying the company and weathering the storm. We've had such a great summer, and thanks to all the wrestlers we have in AEW, but to those certainly who played a huge part in it. If you'd like to find out more about what Tony Khan to say, Andrew Ravens has all this trending right now over on e-wrestling news. Backstage news on Titus O'Neil. Many people in WWE realize that Titus O'Neil is what they call the global brand ambassador, but Titus O'Neil most recently has made some sparks about wanting to potentially return to wrestling itself. Well, Titus O'Neil hasn't wrestled since November of 2020 on an episode of Raw, and he has since once again, as previously stated, transitioned in the ambassador role for the company. On last week's episode of Monday Night Raw, Titus was seen discussing WWE's global impact on bringing people together. O'Neil previously revealed that he's been out of action dealing with a knee injury and he underwent surgery just this past March. O'Neil told Fightful that he doesn't have a timetable if there is a return. He plans to discuss the plans with the company when he feels the time is right. Now, one source has confirmed O'Neill is not considered WWE's active roster or in their sights as of right now, but once again, those things can definitely change. For more information on this, Andrew Ravens has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. Conrad Thompson is making news. The podcast legend is talking about Ric Flair getting back into the ring for one final time. During the latest edition of the Battleground podcast, StarCast 5 promoter and Ric Flair's son-in-law, Conrad Thompson, gave his thoughts on Flair stepping back into the squared circle one last time. Now, on the idea that Ric Flair is only doing this match for money, this is what Thompson had to say. Here's the thing for me. People who are against the idea of Ric Wrestle, so he must need the money, people say. Y'all, Ric and Mick Jagger needs the money? No. Rick could comfortably retire just on his cameo earnings, much less he is the highest autograph circuit of anyone. This is more than a glory. It's about wanting to be on that stage and walk that aisle for Ric Flair one last time. Given the fact that since he wrestled last, he's lost his son. He nearly lost his life. A man. What's wrong with Rick being Ric Flair one more time? I'm all for it. His doctor is for it. He feels he could do it. He's comfortable. His doctors are comfortable. Let's just go, man. 
we're going to have some fun on July 31st for Ric Flair's last match. If you'd like to read more about what Conrad Thompson had to say about Ric Flair, continue reading eWrestling News, and Brandon Ewing has that information trending at this hour. Bianca Belair is making news today. Bianca Belair tells a funny story on how Montez Ford says the Usos aren't twins. During a recent interview with Josh Martinez of Superstar Crossover, WWE Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair spoke about how her husband and fellow WWE Superstar Montez Ford of the Street Profits played a rib on her by saying the Usos aren't actually twins. Here's how it went down. The only other embarrassing moment I've had is my husband, Montez Ford. He tried to rib me when I just got to the main roster. I was talking about the Usos and I said something about them being twins. He says, they're not twins. I was like, what? They're not twins. Really? They just look same? That's crazy. I was in the locker room one day and I was talking like, I can't believe the Usos, they really aren't twins. I just found out. They looked at me and they're like, who are you talking about? My husband told me that they weren't twins. A lot of people looked at me and said, okay, never mind. I go to my husband, I'm like, what did you tell me? I don't know. I was just messing with you. You can catch more information on this rib as Montez Ford has a good story on Bianca Belair when it comes to the Usos. For more information on this, continue following Brandon Ewing as he has more information on e-wrestlings. GCW files for a trademark for Fight Forever event name. Brandon Ewing is also writing at this hour. Game Changer Wrestling, also known as GCW, has filed a trademark for the term Fight Forever with the United States Patent Trademark Office. The trademark was filed for goods and services under the following descriptions. Entertainment in the nature of wrestling contests, entertainment services, namely wrestling exhibitions and performances by professional wrestlers and entertainers providing wrestling news and information on a global network. For more information, continue following Brandon Ewing as he will give you more details on all of this if you cruise on over to E-Wrestling News. Eric Bischoff is making news today. Eric Bischoff says on WWE's creative stance, now, he thinks that the team will be enhanced now that Vince McMahon is gone. During a recent edition of his 83 Weeks podcast, Eric Bischoff discussed WWE's creative process without Vince McMahon and how the creative process could change, along with other topics that he also discussed. Now, Eric on the creative process now without Vince McMahon. He would go on to say, You asked me what I think is going to happen moving forward. I think the creative process is going to be greatly enhanced. I think you're going to see some incredibly talented people doing what they're capable of doing without in an, an almost unbearable process to do it. Now, he also talked about his experiences with working with McMahon, and this is what he said. Again, it's hard to say these things without sounding disrespectful, and I don't mean to sound disrespectful towards Vince. We work so well for Vince in the WWE. Now, they're a $5 billion publicly traded company. Let's just keep that in mind. But spending a week, all week, running a show and presenting a show at midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning when your meeting was scheduled for 5 in the afternoon and you're waiting around for 8 hours, it's not like you're keeping yourself busy because you can't move forward without getting the approval from what's been done this far. So what are you going to do? Just rewrite the show out of thin air for no reason? You see, the creative process is a series of meetings. You get through a rough draft of a show and you put it in front of Vince. Maybe Friday or Saturday morning. Then everybody on the writing team is standing by on Saturday. You get up, you're not going to be doing a whole lot. You can't really walk your dog for too long. Maybe make some eggs, maybe go to the deli, and then, guess what? You're going to be on standby until you get the updated version of the script. Now, when Vince gets the rough draft of the script, you don't know if he's going to look at it on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, or Saturday night. So you don't know if he's going to get on the phone with you, with two of you, three of you, the whole team. And then you get on your jet on the way to TV, and there's a stack of papers that Vince needs you to review. 
that's the show. He'll review the show on the plane and maybe make some changes or suggestions when he gets to the building. Then it's time for the production meeting. Then you don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes you're starting back from scratch. Sometimes you're doing major reconstructive surgery. You got to get that to understood when you're working in the business. But then the talent starts showing up and then we have to talk to them. And then all of a sudden it's five o'clock in the afternoon and you think your show's done and there's been conversations about what things are going to be. And then there might be some more changes that they want to make. Not a little. And sometimes you're scrambling. I've been there two minutes before the show was to be approved. That's hard. It's an amazing team of people who've been putting everything together to make it work, including Bruce Pritchard. To be able to mentally and emotionally function in that environment is amazing. It's amazing accomplished by everyone. But what suffers is creativity. It really does. Now, Bischoff talks more about all of this in his interview. Continue following Brandon Ewing as he will have more information on this. Buddy Matthews reacts to the storyline that's currently going on in WWE. Buddy Matthews reacts to Aaliyah Mysterio's Rhea Ripley segment on Raw. AEW star Buddy Matthews was reacting to an awkward interaction between Aaliyah and Rhea Ripley on this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. On Raw, Rey Mysterio celebrated his 20th anniversary in WWE in a segment involving his family and fellow superstars. At one point, Aaliyah, who was Matthews' on-screen girlfriend, and Ripley, AEW star's real-life current girlfriend, kind of had a tense moment. On Twitter, the House of Black members said that he could fight for the custody of him if they really wanted to. He was making a nod to the Dominic storyline of Ray and Eddie in SummerSlam 2005. Rhea replied with a sharing a smile gift and a ladder. If you'd like to find out more information about this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and there will be more information. Remember, if you're enjoying this podcast, Headlines is a one-stop shop podcast. It's going to give you everything in the world of professional wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, or any other promotion. We're here to make sure that you get all the information. Let's go ahead and let's jump over to friends over at Wrestling Inc. Dakota Cohen is writing in at this hour. Roman Reigns makes an admission about his upcoming match with Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar will be meeting in the ring at WWE SummerSlam in Nashville, Tennessee this weekend in a last man standing match, which has been billed as the last match they're going to have again each other and Roman Reigns is kind of happy that it may be their last. I hope it's the last match Reigns said during an appearance on the Today Show. It's brutal being in the ring with Brock. He's a big old country boy and he's got such a great legitimate background. SummerSlam will mark Reigns' sixth match against Brock Lesnar in the last five years, all of which were contested for the championship. The duo have been in the main event of so many pay-per-views and premium live events and they also took their rivalry Saturday on July the 30th. Notably, Reigns has won the last three meetings, but a SummerSlam win would make it three wins over Lesnar in the last calendar year. For more information on all of this, continue following Dakota Cohen as she has more information on this over on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is also writing in this hour. AEW reveals when Jungle Boy will break his silence about the betrayal of Christian Cage. It has now been over a month since Jungle Boy was brutally attacked by Christian Cage following Jurassic Express' loss for the AEW World Tag Team Championship on Dynamite. With Jungle Boy now back in the saddle, it's only right that he addresses the betrayal of the man he once considered a friend and his mentor. And the address it shall be, at least according to the announcement from AEW's Twitter. Jungle Boy returned to AEW last week at Fighter Fest and tomorrow night live on AEW Dynamite for the fight for the Fallen. TBS will hear from Jungle Boy for the first time 
since the shocking betrayal of Christian Cage. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and they will have more information on this. Asuka is making news at this hour. Asuka and other WWE stars invading popular free-to-play video games. Some WWE stars are crossing over into the video game world of Fall Guys. Now, Benenfield incarnations of Asuka, Xavier Woods, The Undertaker are available for Fall Guys stores starting on Thursday. The costumes will remain in the store through August the 1st. Along the lines of other costumes, there'll be the belt hole celebration for Francisca's refrain emote from the Fall Guys store. Now, a lot of other interesting news is happening with this. The Benenfield Wood Sports is an outfit associated with its brief run as King Woods. He adopted a more royal and regal persona after he won King of the Ring last October. However, he shed his royal moniker when he turned from his injury this past March. This is just Wood's latest step in toward the world of video games. His popular Up Up Down Down venture recently marked its 7th anniversary. Woods has also joined the on-air cast of Reboot G4 Networks, where he hosts Attack the Show and Arena. It's a competition series in a collaboration with WWE. A new episode of Arena featuring Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins will premiere Wednesday night, and Asuka also produces a game on her own YouTube channel. For more information on all of the gamings that are happening in WWE, continue following Wrestling Inc. as there will be more information coming. Dakota Cohen's writing in at this hour, CM Punk names AEW star that he could put AJ Lee that could pull AJ Lee out of retirement. AJ Lee has been retired for over seven years now, but her husband, current AEW World Champion CM Punk, seems to think there's some current talent in AEW's women division that could lure the three-time Divas champion out of retirement. Punk would go on to say, "Sometimes she's like, tell me when these girls are on." Punk said, "She's a big fan of Jade Cargill." And I think women like Jade and Britt Baker especially. If she's ever going to wrestle again, I think they're the ones that could draw her back into the ring. But will it happen? We will just have to find out. Punk talks about it more in this interview. Read it over on Wrestling Inc. right now as it's been written by Dakota Cohen. Eric Mutter is also writing in at this hour. Tony Khan about asked about AEW working with WWE in the future now that the Vince McMahon era has ended. Now that WWE is under new management following the retirement of Vince McMahon amidst a storm of scandals, fans are suddenly wondering, well, what does this mean for WWE? Could the company's relationship with other promotions in particular? Some are wondering, could this potentially lead to a working relationship between WWE and rival AEW? Now, in an interview with 10 Count Wrestling Podcast on NBC Sports Boston, owner and CEO of AEW, Tony Khan, was asked how he felt about WWE and if they would be open to working with them. This is what Khan said. I'm not sure if that's the case, but I would certainly be open to talking to pretty much about anything when it comes to promotions and wrestling in the world together, and maybe even working together if the circumstances are right, Khan said. We've worked with and I would say in terms of securing footage or providing talent, probably at least a dozen companies around the world. Ring of Honor before, I was the owner of Ring of Honor, and they were independent and they were owned by Sinclair. Now, I'd like to see how everything would be received by the team before anything would happen. I think that Goodwill would be coming forward as well with that. It's something that we'd have to wait and see. For more information on whether or not they would ever work together now that Vince McMahon is out of the picture, continue following Eric Mutter and Wrestling Inc. as more information is forthcoming.
Dakota Cohen is writing also in at this hour. Booker T addresses the Jonathan Gresham quitting Ring of Honor in AEW. Jonathan Gresham lost his AEW World Championship to Claudio Castanoli in the opening match of Death Before Dishonor, which was the second shortest match of the night of seven total matches. Despite the accomplishment, Castanoli's first major singles world championship might have been overshadowed by reports that during that day, Gresham asked for his release from his AEW Ring of Honor contract. While on the Hall of Famer podcast, two-time WWE Hall of Famer Booker T addressed former Ring of Honor world champion Jonathan Gresham requesting his release. This is what Booker had to say. Jonathan Gresham has been a Ring of Honor loyal for eight years now, Booker said. That guy has been pretty much the guy, and he's been leading the ship along with Jay Lethal at one point. They were definitely pillars of Ring of Honor. He did his job, Booker T said. Then afterwards, he said, look, man, give me my release. This business has changed. It's changed a lot. Then again, maybe it hasn't changed a lot because I remember guys, you know, they say for an instance, back in the day, they were told they were going to lose the belt. And then I remember one guy said, I don't even know what this is going anymore. I don't know why I have to lose. And he started crying. Prior to his loss to Castanoli, Gresham held the world title for 224 days and defended it in multiple promotions, including during a period when Ring of Honor was on hiatus from December 21st, December 2021 to March 22. Gresham successfully defended the title 17 times against opponents such as Santana, Chris Saban, and Lee Morty. Now, despite being signed to Ring of Honor, Gresham has barely appeared on AEW programming, only defending the Ring of World title twice on AEW TV. After he lost the title at Death Before Dishonor, Fightful reported that Gresham took part in a meeting with AEW's owner Tony Khan, where he expressed frustration and allegedly cussed out the owner. As of this current moment, there has not been any indication that Gresham was released from his contract, but in the same report, it was mentioned that Gresham is done wrestling for the foreseeable future at the end of this month. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. as there will be more information following. That's going to do it for all the headlines today for Tuesday, July the 26th, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast for everything in the world of professional wrestling. Whether it's Ring of Honor, AEW, Impact Wrestling, and New Japan, we are here to cover all the headlines so you have an idea of exactly what's happening. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and we will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of NLW Radio never stops.